Welcome to the Special Delivery Damn Near Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Special. And on this episode, we're going to be breaking down everything you don't know and should know about Flow Riot. On the phone, I got the super talented Tori Wolf and the legend himself, DJ Premier. How you guys doing? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm so glad to have you guys here. We, of course, got to talk about Flow Riot. Tori, do you have a favorite sample that DJ Premier used? Oh, man, that's really tough. Uh, as far as the cuts go, I would say Big Big Trouble. I love the papoose flying in there with the uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Roaming alone in the dark. Uh-oh. And there's no return from the places we went to. Roaming alone in the dark. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I feel you looking, but I can't see just the whole vibe of the record is like this kind of suspenseful like what's gonna happen type of thing like there's not necessarily a release it's like climactic without the explosion you know so the whole time it's just like uh-oh 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 and then at the end like when we're just getting in and he just cuts it so nasty i just every time can't help but like move my body to it you know i don't know it's really tough i love personally like how collective and like how much thought goes into these cuts that with Preem. Like, he really digs. And I feel like that's that's one of my favorite parts about the way that his mind works with the whole process. Is like, I feel like he knows exactly, like, right away, like, where he's going to dig something up and, like, throw it in. Like, and it's, and it's such a major part, but it's one of those, like, finishing touches, too. So it's really exciting, you know? Yeah. Just when you think, like, the song is, like, complete and made, you know, like quite possibly the best part of the entire record hasn't even happened yet you know exactly no the papoose one is so cool too because it's almost like he's your hype man but he's also like kind of warning people at the same time while you're warning them like it's 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 really cool for that one (laughs) 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 it really is the thing is when we went on the road overseas uh, a few months back do a little interlude beat that that we play I say that, I say, this is a motherfucking warning, y'all. Why? Because y'all in big, big trouble now. And I do it about two or three, and then and then, then I start scratching the uh-oh, uh-oh, and then I loop it, and then I drop the beat. And then yes. I do the scratches the same way, we, you know, like on this, on this song, so it just works. So that's crazy that you said a warning, and that's what we, that's and that's what we say. Level. Are you sure you weren't in the studio with us when we made this album? <laughs> I don't call you special for nothing. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, it's just you guys are saying like you put your emotions together like everything is felt on here. You can see every single thing and why you guys put it there. So it's like, no, you guys are that transparent and that relatable on this album. It's incredible. Thank you. No problem. But I know that emotion was a big theme of not only the project itself, but in constructing the project. You guys talked about putting your emotions together. What was the construction of the songs on this project like as far? as the beats, the samples, the lyrics, the instrumentation? Really, everything was really freestyled. Like, I've never worked with an artist like Tori as far as their approach because she has a, a style that's, uh, I know a lot of co- a lot of the people that listen to us and what we've done so far have said she has a Portis Head-esque type of a sound slash Bjork type of a sound. And even though I, I understand where they're coming from with that, I still think she has her own identity 
of sound, which is why we even didn't, you know, even Macklemore was a very, very, very last minute addition because I wanted to focus on no features really and show that she could hold her own as Tori Wolf because we can always get featured once you earned a certain spot of respect from your music. And that's how it used to be back in in our day before everything had to be like, who you got on it? Who you got on it? So the fact that uh, I wanted her to have her own identity just as a producer and, and as the, one of the label heads along with my manager, who's also a co-owner of TTT Records, I said, why don't we just figure out making tracks that fit your whole persona and who you are and how how your mind thinks and let's just start going from nothing from scratch and just creating a sound. And that's what I did every track. Sometimes I do two or three tracks in one day, and the very next morning she was she already did it in a garage band and sent me a rough of all her vocals laid, arrangements, everything. And then if I heard something that I felt like needed to be extra, I would say, hey, why don't you add this, why don't you add that? The next thing you knew, we had an album done, and we weren't even planning on the album at the time. We were just like, let's record to see can we keep vibing with making good songs? And then it became, you know what, we might as well do an album. And and that was once we had collected at least 12 songs, which, you know, extended once uh, Mike Zombie came into the picture with, with Painkiller and A-Rap Music coming with Body. We were like, well, those are good, too. We could either keep those as singles or let's add those to the album as well. And we was like, you know what, they all fit the Flow Riot vision. So all of that ended up... Uh, being a part of it and now you have an album September 29th (laughs) completely collaborative that's so so cool okay goodbye (laughs) I'm like I'm like I I got a statement from the band DJ Premier I'm like I'm a happy little hip-hop kid right now I'm good (laughs) I do Oh, it's so good. I I do have a couple more, though. Um, (laughs) And then when you guys were in the studio premiere, you actually told Tori, let's see how crazy you can get with this. And I know songs like this in itself can be a therapeutic experience. Was there a song where afterwards either of you were like, oh, fuck, like this, this really happened, like this came out? Shadows Crawl for me was a track I already had, but I was like, you know what? She needs something in that, that world. So I said, see if you want to rock with this. So I played it. Everything else was literally just made from nothing. I'm talking in my sleep. Let the blinds fall. And the night is young. Unlock my vault. So Shadows Crawl originally was a track I had done that just didn't get used. And then the next thing you know, uh, she was like, I could do something to that. First is the record that did it for me in that regard. Upon uh, intended that uh, I was like, this is definitely single. Mm. I could tell. Definitely. You fell in love. I've seen the last come first. I've seen the first last last. You fell in love with me first. So why are you running You know, I could just tell. I was like, this is what we need to start with. Why did you guys decide to call it Flow Riot? I really love wordplay, and I love messing around with 
letters and words kind of like the part where you put all of your emotions into the words themselves. They're kind of just like outfits that your emotions are wearing. So I kind of like took my name and jumbled it up to see what I can get out of it. And I felt like Slow Riot coming out of that felt really appropriate for the kind of music that we were making because it's just like a riot of sound, you know, and like messing with sounds and genres and collaborating and creating something fresh and new together. I think people might not even notice that that is a jumble of your name. Like, that's that's crazy. I love that. Yeah, I like that. I like that, I like that it's not up front and known right out of the gates either. It's always fun to find out little things later on, you know? Exactly. And then anything else you guys want to tell the people about Flow Riot? Just get ready for it. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a journey through the eyes and soul of Tory Wolf. Even though we're uh, me and Arab music king of chill and Mike Zombie are the catalyst to the sound, it's still her journey at the end of the day because you know once you put the, the theme music there, now you gotta have the script and she's the script and the story. You know what I'm saying? So uh, all we did was just give her her, her background music to, to carry the the load all the way to the you know to the souls of other people. Definitely, you you definitely yeah. feel her on a different level on this project. Like, there's a relatability, yeah. and then something that you just wouldn't know firsthand meeting someone, but you get to know this deeper version no of her. No question. Yeah, and I definitely oh. want to shout out uh, and credit King of Chill, who's again one of my mentors that taught me how to make loops and stuff in my early stage, right before I joined Gangstar, and when I was a Gangstar, because he is who I you know, learn how to pattern production styles after. And he actually did the first demos as far as production beat that got me in gear to say, all right, let me stop everything for two weeks and just work with with Tori. And that's exactly how it happened. So I want to give him a big shout because not only did he produce three songs on the album, he really made everything get into gear where who knows if things would have come out the way they did. At the time that she came up to uh, to start getting my, my portion added to the, the project, because again at that time it was just test and and see and see what what we could make up, and then before you knew it, it was like damn man, we got no song to say fuck, it. we got an album. Let's not start an album. We already did it. Amazing. This project is so emotional. Do either of you have a favorite line from this project? Whoa. Line. I just have a favorite song. What's yeah. your favorite song? I love Go From Here. Because mm-hmm. I originally did it for a score to a TV show, and oh. it was a breakup scene, and it was going to be when the credits roll for a TV series. So when I saw the scene, the vibe of the track just sounded so much like the end of the scene when the credits roll. Mm-hmm. So when they were like, hey, well, maybe you can make it build up and maybe speed it up and make it more faster and add all this, and I'm like, well, if the credits are going to be rolling by that time and they fade to black, it's not going to be enough time because by that time they're going to be a commercial and it's going to be a waste of tracks. And I like the vibe of it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a Tori because I can hear her doing something to it. 
And they were like, well, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Maybe maybe we can find a way to make it work and just shorten it. I was like, yeah, but that's going to take away from the whole feel of it. So the day I told her that, that uh, what the situation was, and she was like, yo, bring it to the studio. So when I played it for her, she was like, oh, I love it. I already know what I want to say. And she came back with those lyrics. And I was like, wow. This is the, yeah, I'm glad they, I'm glad they turned it down. <laughs> yes. So it was she did exactly what I really wanted it to do for the TV show. So the fact that it didn't work for that, she lyrically put the right emotion into it. And actually, we recorded that at Alchemist, uh, the producer Alchemist. We that was the one joint that we actually did at his house. Dope. And uh, everything else was done in my studio. So she lives in L.A. I need a place to work. Alchemist was like, "Yo, come over here and do it at my house." And she came and recorded with me at his house. And and everything. I said, "I'll take it back to New York and mix it and add my my adjustments to it." And I just really love Go from here. I feel it on every level of what she said. It's universal to other people's life and relationships and another one I love a lot is called uh, Where We Belong I know you're not where you belong and I hope it's not too long before you're back inside my arms again Just like these flowers on the floor you're much farther than before and I just need you close to me one of the only sampled songs that I did because I played everything live for the for the first time on a full album, except for Shadows Crawl, which is samples where we belong in samples. But uh, and then I sample certain scratches and stuff. But the tracks themselves are all live played, which I rarely do when I work with people because I'm known for having unique samples. But I made sure that I covered sampling in it because I wanted to make sure that my trademark style is on the album. But I said, you know what, when you're dealing with somebody that sings, you can go a little bit more further with your range because you're dealing with, with vocal harmonies and blends of their key and all that stuff. Where with a rapper, any key is necessary. It can work and you just you spit your flows and your style to it. But with singing, you got to know how to target the voice, the, the, the look, the audience that she's going to be aiming at. All of that comes into your mind when you create. At least for me, it does. So those are just two of my favorite ones. I, I, I love Big Big Trouble. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I love Free. left off the album and it was just a, a, uh, a work in progress and when we started sitting there coming up with which ones we're going to keep for the album Tori was like oh yeah we had this other one that we were working on but we never did it and I was like let me hear it and when I heard that beat from King of Chill I was like oh my god that, that, that's got to go on the album and she went ahead and wrote lyrics to it she didn't have lyrics to it she only had a hook Mm -hmm. that she did uh, she kept saying voices inside my head like the police uh, on the Zenyatta Mandata album yep. so that was all that was on there and then she actually wrote verses and, and, and I love her whole approach to it just flow wise and everything I was like yeah this is going to be a, a banger and that's one of my favorites is uh, Free yes Tori do you have a favorite yeah. line? 
It's really tough to choose. I mean, go from here. I really do love um, dancing with a stranger inside of me. I mean, that is really, that's one of my favorite lines for sure because it really resonates. You can feel so close and connected to somebody and, and that connection sometimes can be a projection, you know, of something that you're feeling in a moment and like projecting onto another human when in time it could evolve and tra- and change for either person and all of a sudden it feels like, you know, it's not, you're dancing with a stranger inside of your body, like it's not it's not what it once was and it's so strange like that's why i really lyrically do connect with that record because you know sometimes you lose that feeling you know and there there are so many songs that have these similar themes that throughout my life growing up i've like felt but i want to say so much more about them you know mm-hmm. um same thing with shadows crawl Not my that record by the romantics from the 80s about i hear the secrets that you keep when you're talking in your sleep yeah they kind of lyrically talk about it sounds a little bit more positive where it's like you tell me that you want me you tell me you need me and i'm like let's get real you know like there are so many things in our subconscious or consciously keep down and repress that we don't tell our lover and then it's like you're in this state of like a deep state of sleep where secrets can just like leak out of your mouth and it's like you know it can be scary mm-hmm. after a while especially in a relationship where you like don't don't say all every single thought that's running through your mind and um you know it's very vulnerable there's a lot more to be said in a lot of these records that have been a part of my life growing up that i feel inspired by and also takes me in different lanes and different directions you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to see your interpretation of those records. And then speaking of Shadows Crawl, on the remix, Rhapsody was talking about I Fell Asleep on My Lover. Open up your eyes wide. Open up your eyes wide. What now? I fell asleep on my lover, had a dream about another. Now he's shaking on my shoulder, asking me about that brother name that I was calling out. Tyrone, he big mad, now my secret out. Sleeping on the living room couch. And then that kind of interweaved into I'd wait forever and a day for you. What was that process like? That one was actually done with my band, the Batter Band. And uh, the fact that we got to do a song together with a band was incorporated since we're working on a project as well. And I've been doing a lot of band gigs and stories performed with the band with us and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very, very meticulous about arrangement because as a fan, I've studied so many great people, and I'm like, damn, why did they put it there? It's not even on the regular 16th bar. It's not on the 8th bar. Why did they put that there? And why did that jump there? You know, so stuff like that makes me go, well, shit, I can do that too. So I'm known for scratching, but not on a ballad. <laughs> you know, they're not on a, on a slow song. Mm-hmm. So 
for some reason, I was like, and that line from Rhapsody works, but it's too fast. And I was like, I wonder how it would sound slowed down or would she sound like a man or would she still sound like a woman? But the the whole key is to sound like just anybody that, that just any voice that pertains to that lyrical content and theme of the song, plus it's part of going, oh, shit, that's a line from that song, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because I like doing stuff like hip-hop does that all the time with, like, you know, when we did Just to Get a Rep with Gang Song, Guru said it's a daily operation. He may be losing the park or lurking at the train station. But then we did our second album and called it Daily Operation. Mm-hmm. But people like, oh, that's dope. I took Just to Get a Rep lyric and made that the title of the song. I made your album. And I was doing the same thing with, with 12 in a day. I was like, you know what? If it fits, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and hopefully it'll It'll ride right with her voice slowed down, sounding less than the woman voice that she has, but not trying to make her sound like a man, just just to, to fit the vibe of almost like being in, in a slower time warp. And boom, when I did it, the first take, I was like, damn it, bitch, it's pitch. I'm known for my scratching style, so I was like, I got to break it down where people are like, oh, he caught us and did a little breakdown scratch. So that's why I did that. I fell asleep. Did with all my love. I took a digger, had a drink, digger about another. You know, like, I know DJs will still go. Yeah. You know, he's doing this style with Tori. He's still incorporating traditional clean scratch styles. Yeah. You know, so all of that is on my mind to think about my audience understanding what we're doing and seeing that the hip-hop is still incorporated, even with what she does. Definitely. It's just not overdone. I just don't want to over-scratch, you know, if you know what I mean. I just want it, but I still want those twinges of cutting where DJs are going, yo, he still applied what we love about him with the turntables into touring stuff, and it works. It's not like, oh, yeah, he's trying to make it a hip-hop, whatever. It's not, nah, you get it. Yeah. And that line, and the, and, the, and I don't mean to cut your wisdom, but the fact is, you brought it up is you're one of the people that are equal to what I want people to get and actually peep. And you actually peeped it and brought it up as, yo, why did you do that? So it's like, okay, she gets it. Yeah, thank so you. Go. No, that is that's so completely fascinating. Like I, I love that. Yeah, and number two. and then when you guys were in the studio premiere you actually told tori let's see how crazy you can get with this and i know songs like this in itself can be a therapeutic experience was there a song where afterwards either of you were like oh fuck like this this really happened like this came out i think everlasting peace did it for me just because i felt like that record was like initiation it's it's all in the air you hear it That was the first one that we did together, and I felt, you know, I was like, oh, here we go. Like, this is the test of, like, what what's going to come out of my body? Like, 
when this beat, like, I'm met with this beat, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and Preem came up with, and he even said, like, I'm just going to go as left as, like, as possible over here, and we'll see what comes out of it. And I was like, oh, man, you know? And the and it's so, like, it's so different. Like, the sounds, every single part of the composition itself is just different. And I felt really connected with it immediately, and it was just so nice to like set my brain aside and allow my soul to dance on it you know yeah no everlasting peace is one of my favorites because i think it's just such a good not only introduction but such a good marriage of you two to be able to play off of each other and then that of course has the marlena shaw sample why did you choose to use the marlena shaw sample versus like the marvin gay one well you know for one i use marlena shaw when we did Check the Technique uh, on our Seven Day Arena album for Gang Song, I really didn't know that record as fully until I did it, you know, uh, back in 1990. You know, like like the Marlena Shaw, that's scratched in. You know, I didn't sound like, you know, I, I flew it in with the turntable. And uh, because I, back when we did Lincoln, I was supposed to do Lincoln Lawyer, the movie, uh, they wanted me to do a new version of California Soul. So I was like, send me the session. And they were like, we don't have a session, but we do have a cappella. I was like, you do? <laughs> you know, nobody has that. I'm like, oh, man, send me that. And then they ended up not using it. They said, we'll go ahead and just go with the original version that that, that uh, Marlena did, you know, with the with the, with the the musicians and not do a, a revised version. She, they said, well, you can go ahead and just keep the acapella. So I've never used it until Tori came. And I was like, yo. This shit, I'm just playing around with ideas. Everything is just a test. Mm-hmm. And then once uh, once I flew it in, just on first first listen, I was like, yo, that thing goes. It, 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 it sounds so dope how she sounds singing to that very intro before Tori comes in. I, I, I love it. And then from there, all those weird kind of sinister but not mean keys I'm playing, it just sounds dope to me, and I was just like, man, there's something there already where we're already on the right track. So I was like, let, let, let's start from here and continue. Thank you again so, so much. Have a great All right. day. All right. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, special. No problem. And thank you again for checking out this special delivery damn near daily podcast. Go get Flow Riot. It's out right now. And if you like this, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button and tweet me letting me know what your favorite part was. I'm on Twitter at Special Says or you can hit me on Instagram or Snapchat. Those are at Special Says as well.